And this is Jean, and this is a podcast to magically disappoint our parents. In person. Oh, yeah, in person. Wow. Um, We're back to uh, doing our shenanigans all together. I missed you so much. Hi. I guess. <laughs> kidding. That's announcement number one. Okay, okay. <laughs> announcement number two. Y'all, we have a Patreon. Ooh, do we? We've been having a Patreon. <laughs> you are right. Catch up, everybody. Yes, patreon.com slash Bruja Baddies. I think that's that's correct, right? <laughs> Get your notebooks, write it down, click the links. Click the links. You might find some stuff Check there. them out. <laughs> Support us. Wait, you might find some what? Might find some stuff there. Oh, yeah, there's some yeah. stuff in there. There might be. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> find out. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for that announcement about the announcements. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Shall we do a check-in? Yes. Um, I'll 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 hop on the check-in. So I am coming out fresh fr- fresh out of the uh, Black Mountain Institute. Uh, glamour and fame. <laughs> comes what's, with what's that for folks who don't know what a Black Mountain Institute um, is? It is a literary institute housed at uh, UNLV, not quite associated with the university. It's kind of its standalone, but it features writers and authors. Was gonna, isn't it the same thing? <laughs> writers and authors. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, am I butchering their... <laughs> their um, mission yeah. statement. Anyway, they feature up-and-coming writers and authors um, from an array of topics, and hey, your girl, a graphic novel comic artist made made the cut everyone um and it was a great time it was a full house um familiar new faces and you know i've grown since then um and not grown since then there's it's a duality so i would say um i was like feeling really confident so i was like all right time to get this in more places and um I have another reading coming up sometime in Oven Pop. I have a number of keynotes happening in the spring. So public speaking is becoming a sport for me. But one of the things that like was kind of down was like one of the people, not people, one of the groups or entities that I sent hopefully a second edition for stretch marks to print um, wrote me back a review. They should not be named like Voldemort, but um, they basically said the main character was a victim, right? And whiny. And I was like, wait, I'm the main character. Use my name, you know? Uh, use my name, Voldemort. Um, anyway, uh, it really taught me about pivoting and just being like, all right, my, my, own, my own community, you know, who wrote and drafted this rejection letter to me, I was like, it was a hard pill to swallow. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, I thought, oh, I wrote this for my community. They must, they must um, accept it. But, you know, one of my really good friends uh, told me like, maybe that your community wasn't ready to hear it. So, um, and thank you. That was Brenda who did not write the rejection letter, but gave me the good <laughs> advice. So I will say that on the other side of it, which was really exciting because this was kind of a week ago that happened to me. So I just got news today that Arizona will be carrying it. I'm at Bookman's. I got that. Oh, yeah, that's really yay. exciting. Yeah, so um, keep rejecting me. I'm just going to punch up, I guess. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of like your life. Yeah, it is. I would it say is my it's going to be Stretch Marks Part 2 is punching up. Yeah. Ooh, I, like that. I like that little subtitle right there. <laughs> punching up. Yeah. Um, thanks for validating me. Daniel? Been riding a high wave. Okay. Both uh, high as in like the height, but also the high as in you know. <laughs> um, let me let me write a list. Okay, so my brother has uh, has gone back to school after like a long time like not being at school. Um, he was afraid of like um, 
like you know financial of like going going to school and he got a scholarship so he's super wow. excited about that and he's been Yay. passing tests we love free money we love yeah. free money and we also love um academic achievement Holla. um my sister been pulling teeth <laughs> but she's got accepted to colleges oh my god wow. so it's like oh, we're getting there all of my advisees um at uh at my school all of them are accepted to college the last one whoa like advocated for herself and then she got a phone call saying that like you're accepted to nevada state so we're, like super happy Aww. for her um making some work moves i contacted some assembly women for some support e- for okay um my uh my little group of like um students for the library volunteers have uh, partnered up with this architecture firm and they now have like a mock-up for floor plans okay. for the school. We love um, we're going to get some estimated budgets for the furniture, all pro bono. Okay. Like all this work is pro bono. Of course, like, you know, like buying the furniture is going right. to be on us, but like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And also I'm like reading again. I hey. finished like a, like a 500 page book. That's your happy place. That's my happy place. And the recommendations are gonna be for later for my book Rex. nicole how's oh how my are gosh you? i'm gonna um skip for now i would like our special guest <gasps> to do pulling back uh, the check-in eileen eileen um so uh how, what do i do well, I just oh, check in yeah what's going on tell um, us about your life before we tell everyone about you <laughs> <laughs> well uh i guess the latest thing that's happened to me is um i received a grant <gasps> free money <laughs> right free nevada money. arts council uh, <laughs> yes just, uh, okay gave me a pretty good grant <gasps> and i'm trying to start this project called um plastic earth mm. where i teach people how to use plastic bag and turn them into sculptures <gasps> oh my sign God. us up wait yeah. do, you, do you need like i have a lot of plastic bags at home yeah, well, <laughs> we are always i'm filipino i always have plastic bags. Like plastic bags or if you want to um do the workshops with us we're also accepting the little sculptures that you will be learning how to make in the workshops uh-huh. so um after i do all the workshops i take all of the smaller sculptures that everyone's done and donated and then i put them together to make a bigger installation whoa yeah, it's like a transformer but plastic bags. it's yeah. a katamari oh yeah that's a katamari <laughs> that's so cool Wow. So I'm excited for that. Um, I've been pretty busy trying to put that together. So, What a small yeah. preview into how cool Eileen is, everybody. Oh, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Y'all, we just, we just locked eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the interview. I'm not going to um, edit that out. That was so <laughs> intense. So, like, I'm on new ADHD medication. I'm on Vyvanse because... Adderall is like nowhere to be found. It's, mm. you know, whatever. Um, and so I, I was just worried about like, okay, um, it's going to dry out my face. Let me just drink more water. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed that my face was really dry. And then um, I thought that was it. And then I guess it like makes me mean or like doesn't make me mean. I guess I'm mm. already mean, but like, <laughs> the, just, like the filter is not there. And so my partner, apologies, uh, to Heather mm-hmm. pointed out the ways in which Vivance has um, really impacted my inability mm. <laughs> to be compassionate. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm starting to catch it. Like it still happens, and then I have to like catch myself. Like yeah. a, a call it for what it is in the moments, and to mm. apologize for it, and to not 
make the Vivance an excuse. Okay, because, okay. Like that's I'm not trying to be in the world, <laughs> um, just willy nilly mean. You know how like sometimes people are like, well, I'm just jealous, so. Uh, you have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to be like, I'm just mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That's not how I'm trying to be out in these streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely been impacting the mm. first few weeks of school, which I don't know, Jean, have you noticed anything different? Like, is it more rigorous, would you say? Is it more reflective? Uh, I... Uh, for our new professors and classmates who may be listening. Um, <laughs> I would definitely go with the word definitely rigorous, but um, we know how my last semester went, which is another end of the spectrum. <laughs> Wait a minute. You like did a lot of stuff, though, yeah? I did a lot of stuff. But it was a different kind of rigor. It was a different kind of instruction. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, like, the stuff so far has been super reflective. Like, is accidentally yeah, I deep. like it I like the exercises yeah and I I hope that our classmates are taking the opportunity to really think about their place in this profession and right to really like dig deep to how their own business may impact how they go into the world as future counselors you know self-care what? is more than a word my friend self-care is more than a word mm-hmm. um speaking of uh I don't know, is it self-care? We, we got to see a really cool um, scholar in town yesterday, <gasps> last night. Yeah. So, um, may, hopefully, friend of the show in the future? I don't know. I, know. I haven't asked. <laughs> Dr. Karen Tonkson hey. from USC came to UNLV and talked about um, an essay she wrote about her grandmother um, passing away in Vegas. It was uh, super deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very interesting to hear another story about Filipinos in Vegas that are surrounded, are like here for like entertainment, yeah, like uh, for like in the performance yeah. entertainment industry rather than healthcare mm. and or whatever. Gaming, yeah. yeah, so that was really interesting, and I definitely um, have been hitting up my uncles on Facebook Messenger and mm. asking them about Karen's family and stuff. So I wonder if there's like some. Maybe they have crossed paths. I know her family was, like, super famous mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of, like, Latin jazz. The, right. Um, That's why the last name is. Yeah. Ka- Do oh you know Katinding? It's like my Ro- mom knew. Romy Katinding? My mom knew and was like, oh, yeah, oh. they're the singers, uh, Romy Katinding. My mom went through her jet lag and... <laughs> She she she's the, her one huge takeaway was like CG and I can take pictures because it's not embarrassing. So thanks, Karen. <gasps> thanks for cultivating the millennial in my mother. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sweet. My mom even made sure she t- she got the right title and the right name and the right honors where it says doctor. She's like, oh, she's a doctor. Let me put doctor. You know, oh, when she posted it. Yeah, when she posted, it. very diligent, very diligent. We love to see it. As the <laughs> She's an ar- archivist. For real? Like a community archivist? A historian. Yes. That's my mommy. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, it was a very invigorating talk. And I'm, like, I was like, oh, no, not Dr. Thompson getting me interested in getting I a know. PhD. But, like, I'm not going to fucking do that. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited to revisit undergrad research. But with this new lens of counselor education mm-hmm. and then just do zines about it because I'm not trying to 
she definitely, to, like, peer review and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, I want my peer review to be, like, peers, like, the people who are sitting next right. to me mm. and not, like, folks at an institution. Like, I understand, like, that's how stuff works in academia, mm. but that's not what I'm trying to be. <laughs> uh, she really, uh, really put the importance of me search. Like, yes. Fuck what people say about me search and memoirs. Like, really just go do the damn thing. Do the mm-hmm. story. Take mm-hmm. take the leap. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Now write this book, please, Karen Tongson, about your grandmother. Thanks. Yeah. And little little connection. Wow, did so, I just slip into... <laughs> I think you, you did. No, this is great. Uh, so uh, Karen has a podcast about the Amazing Race. I think it's called The Gay Amazing Race. Gay Amazing, yeah. And her, amazing. her co-host is Nicole Georges, who Jean was on a panel with mm-hmm. at the Las Vegas Valley Comic yes, Book Festival. Yes, yes. So it's like, y'all are already colleagues. Right. Basically. So let's stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> stay in touch. Just fuck around and find out. Jean, you're going to Hollywood. I can't believe it. <laughs> Stretch Marks. The next movie, Stretch Marvel Marks. Universe. Oh my god! A Netflix original. Cast me, baby. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna cast a. Um, oh gosh, well, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Some white passing. Just kidding. I love that album. Anyway, um, so let's talk about our guest. Oh my I'm gosh. so excited. Uh, Vegas is so special and weird like it's a very big city but mm-hmm. with small city vibes yes yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah. if you meet someone in a certain scene you're bound to see each other <laughs> like in other places so i feel like the first time we met eileen um as cozy yes i think i saw you maybe once a month after that like throughout the year yeah, <laughs> so right. we definitely yeah, totally. would <laughs> run into each other um and i'm i'm so thankful that you've sat down with us um because we i think we've been wanting to have this conversation yeah. for a while yeah um, we have and so i'm really excited <laughs> it's really exciting um before y'all showed up today in the space um <laughs> eileen came and brought me one of my very first comic zines so we met pre-pandemic so it was really nice that somebody had one of the oldest works i've ever made what eileen is a real one everybody <laughs> which, which one, which one which it one? was um stories of a not so hot school girl yeah, that's not even printed anymore. So, is this like pre pushover? Yeah, pre pushover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Long oh my ago. Gosh. That's rare. We go, we go <laughs> way back. Me and Eileen. Let me tell you all about Eileen. So Eileen Pasco, Pasco, right? That's Pasco. Okay, like Christmas. Yes! Oh, yeah! Was born in Cavite, Philippines, and raised in Northern California. She is a mother, educator, and business owner of a custom textile-based company, Ozzy Ali & Ox. Eileen Pasco received her BA in sculpture and a minor in art history at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas in 2019, pre-pandemic. She also (laughs) received two AAs from the College of Southern Nevada in 2016 and 2017. Her work has been shown in galleries throughout the Las Vegas Valley, both in formal galleries and as public guerrilla style in- interventions. We love to see it. Um, Eileen Pasco is skilled in fiber art, textile art, sculpture, and film photography. Eileen is a passionate advocate for public art and uses her pieces to raise awareness of important issues such as conservation of nature and positivism. Eileen is currently a public art educator for the Clark County Public Art Workshop series called Full Scope. Eileen is also a public art coordinator for the Public Arts Office of Clark County Parks and Recreation, specializing in community outreach projects such as the ZAP Utility Box Program 
Y'all see it around town and yeah. the Empowerment Art Project. Hey, we were part of that. <laughs> um, Eileen volunteers her weekends as a sculpture yard monitor for UNLV Fine Art Department. Yay! She's also an ongoing homeschool educator for ages pre-K to middle school. Her artistic goal is to help other artists find their place in the art world. Eileen! Thank you for Ooh, being here! Oh my gosh, y'all. me, everyone. What a pleasure. Let's get to the first question of this very huge personality <laughs> out here. Oh, man. What do folks <laughs> think you do, Eileen, versus what you actually do? Okay, so not a lot of people have seen me in person. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I stay at home a lot. So when people hear my name and hear that I crochet, they think about this, like, sweet little old white lady, Eileen, <laughs> you know, like, sitting around crocheting booties, and that's not me at all. <laughs> not <laughs> at Jokes all. Like, complete opposite of that. So, um, I actually do so much more than just crocheting. Um, I homeschool my kids. Uh, my oldest is now 12 years old. Oh, my wow. gosh. Right? I've been a mom for 12 years. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've homeschooled them since uh, he was born. Wow. Okay. So That's three amazing. Of them. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. I love them to death. Um, besides that, you know, like you said already, um, I volunteer a lot of my time at UNLV. I love it because they let me use their tools mm-hmm. <laughs> in exchange. Yeah. Yeah. And all I have to do is be there for the students. You know, it's really sweet because they're like, they're learning the things that I learned in that same class yeah. like mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm like a teacher, but not really. You so know, accessible. I don't have to do the grading and everything. Yeah. I can oh, just yeah. Help you. That's like the good part, right? Yeah, it's a really good <laughs> part. Wait, the, the grading? No. <laughs> no, no, not the grading. No, like I mean, the hands on. Oh, the hands on. Okay. I was just like, like grading is like the worst thing. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever become a teacher. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't know. I think you are a teacher, <laughs> just not in like that sense. I guess that traditional. In a traditional I, sense. Yeah, right. yeah. That's right. true. Good to know. Honestly, I'm a. I'm a big fan of homeschool, you know, I just, Aww. like, I, I just, I, you know, when I worked in um, childcare, th- those, those particular students just move differently in terms of like sincerity and mm-hmm. like, um, hunger for knowledge and stuff. It's just different when they're homeschooled. Oh, definitely. I mean, you just, you know, the thing is that you have to remember when you were a kid, mm-hmm. a lot of parents forget, like once mm-hmm. they have children, they forget about being a kid mm-hmm. and how it was, you know? So, um, Going back to that, you have to remember when you were a kid, you didn't really want to learn anything your first few years yeah. of your life. You know, you want to go have fun. You want to figure things out, discover things. So you just let them do that. Um, everything we uh, start off with is um, based on what they're into. Mm. So whatever they're into, we just kind of insert the education. Oh my gosh, sign it. me up. Right? <laughs> I mean, I will try <laughs> But it's, um, it's going really great with them because they grasp things um, better mm. and quicker when they're interested in what they're learning. So yeah. imagine yeah. that. There's a lot of lessons there. Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, don't give them tests when they're like seven years old. They don't need tests. They don't Eight. need to be stressed don't out Don't give them at when they're 35 either. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't, I don't really approve of uh, testing your young kids because I mean, they're still discovering themselves. You know, like give give them some space. Mm-hmm. You can start testing them when maybe like middle school age. You know, when they need to already know the basics, which is you know everybody should know by then. But I don't know. 
I think kids need time to be kids. I like where you're going with that because then they're not just learning for that marker. They're yeah. just learning because learning is Like fun. for the sake yeah. of learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, we've lost a lot of sense because, yeah, there are a lot of, like, the whole obligation of buildings or socialization with parenting. And it's just, like, you have to strip your own child self when that's the one part that connects you. Yeah. It's so dehumanizing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I that's can't a, believe we're but, going into this business. I know. <laughs> First question already real deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like that because... Of the times we've seen each other in public and have seen um, your your little BBs, um, they're so cool and engaged yeah. oh, in like whatever they. Um, so uh, <laughs> there weren't many people that came to the Pride a zine thing mm. that Gina and I did, but y'all were there and oh, y'all yeah. supplied us with a cool <laughs> library of zines that y'all just made on the spot, and that was really we sweet. Love that. We live for that, like anything hands on my kids will just gravitate towards so yeah i'm even surprised about the way you talk about your kids because sometimes when you're when i compliment someone else's kids they're like wow they're really they're really great kids or like oh they're little shits you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> but like you, you seem to still have an emotional connection enough to speak upwards about them mm-hmm. um which i yeah i guess it's the relationship that you have and i feel like home. that's also like a good model for like how they should be like when they become like adults too because i feel like a lot of the kids nowadays are very like unaware um not empathetic Mm -hmm. um not curious yeah Yeah. they want to grow up faster yeah they want to grow up faster without the responsibilities of being like like uh, like mature responsibilities Mm -hmm. for sure um but yeah i do see that a lot in like schools nowadays too like there's no exploration there's no play and it's all just testing 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 Mm -hmm. and it's just like Kind imagination's of like, gone imagination's yeah. gone sure. yeah Woof. well i mean imagination is dangerous right mm, i mean blacklisted right here. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's how it should be yeah. right yeah you don't need <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um i would like to know what, what well, let's go back. So you grew up in Cavite. How long were you there for? That's where my dad's side oh my is gosh, from. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my I, do you speak Chavacano? <laughs> I don't. Tagalog. I mean, what I don't is, understand it. It's what's Chavacano? It's like it's a dial- the dialect. dialect. It's like the, the mm. local language. Oh. It sounds very interesting. Okay. Ooh, we gotta look it up. It's like, it does sound like Spanish. Uh-huh. But it, like but a, it does sound like Spanish? It sounds a lot like Spanish, yeah. but like a... I don't know, like a, I don't want to call it pig Latin, but it just, it sounds very much like Spanish and Portuguese. Mm. So it's almost like a, a pigeon Spanish? No. Okay. No, it's just like a, like a, I don't want to call it mutated, but it's just, it's yeah. just a very different tone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm learning something new today. Chavacano. I think maybe just one of my sisters still speaks it, but, um, so how long were you there for? So I was born there, uh, Amos Cavite, um, I was born there, I think I was there till about eight years old, and then um, our petition went through. We came to um, America, um, the Bay Area, mm-hmm. specifically. Um, and then I grew up there, and then I didn't really move to Las Vegas till in my adulthood in around 2000, I want to say five. 
So wow, we came at the same time, two thousand five, here in Vegas. Yeah, oh, and the, nice. you had your connection in the cold. Now I get one. Uh, I'm sure Daniel <laughs> will have one before we leave. Today. Guess what? I have another one. We're in the Bay Area, <laughs> Daly City. Oh shit! Vanilla. Oh, for real? Like I was like up north where folks will say it's not Bay Area anymore. Oh, I I was born in Vallejo. Okay, mm-hmm. I had family in Vallejo. There's a lot of Filipinos out there. There's hella Filipinos out there. <laughs> so oh much. I only know about, like, Vallejo and, like, um, Daily City because, you know, on TFC, there always be, like, yeah. here are, like, the spots. Yes, so, like, yes, yes, I'm yes, yes. like, okay, so maybe that's, like, a Filipino, like, area. Hella. <laughs> yeah, hella. Definitely. Well, Vallejo is also, like, the gateway to the Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. So that's, yes, like, yes, yes. another thing, but... All right, cool, cool, cool. See, I never got to, like, really hang out in Daily City because my parents did not want to... Wow. It's kind of like a, the commute is, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Don't you have tolls? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No tolls for me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) There's tolls and like, I don't know how you feel about traffic out here. I don't drive here. Okay. Let's just say that. I don't drive here. Um, (laughs) I never did drive in San Francisco anyway. Either Mm -hmm, way, mm -hmm. I took the BART all the time, the Mm -hmm. bus and the BART. I came here, though, and then um, they told me that I have to get my driver's license because yeah. that's the only way around. Mm. But I was like, no, I want to take the bus. <laughs> so <laughs> the first few years I was here, I was taking the bus. And then I finally started driving, and I hated it. So I don't drive anymore. Oh, okay. That's a good <laughs> decision. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Everything is so close to me, so I don't really have to drive too often. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because, you. I mean... You kind of have to plan out your day out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like now today, too, you have to plan out your day here. <laughs> yeah. True. I don't know about that. We're, we're spoiled out here. <laughs> we kind of are because uh, I forget what I was doing in SF. But, yeah, I had to always plan two hours ahead from where I needed to be. Yeah, like one-way travel, at least 45 minutes, depending on where yeah. you're going to. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, okay. Wait, wait. So adulthood. So what? Was there a yeah, job here we waiting here. for in 2005? Or what was... Oh, well, um, my brother and his wife moved here first mm-hmm. um, a few years before I did. And they were like, hey, there's a lot of opportunities here. Um, so I was like, okay, I might as well try it out. Um, and then I came here and they were like, yeah, opportunities. And then I ended up um, at a tattoo shop. What? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was, you know, hoping for like some other different opportunity i they were telling me you know there's so many different gigs over here in vegas and i was like okay i'll check it out and then i happened to uh find some friends you know they connected me and then um uh i got hired at a tattoo shop called vince neal inc it's not there anymore <laughs> oh, um it used to be inside um what is that casino is it a small hard rock? casino no oh. it's a little tiny um casino it had shamrock on it what is that called? oh like a not ellis island but something small yeah and a little divey yeah yeah <laughs> and so the tattoo shop was like right in front of that casino so we were like part of the casino we were under Whoa. flamingo yeah and i was a receptionist there and i I don't know. I just okay. kind of hung around. <laughs> that's did you get any, so wild. Did you get any yeah. free tattoos? So, you know. Oh, yeah. That's where I started getting a lot of tattoos. Yay. So, you know, I came oh, here with, free. like, three tattoos. And now I'm, like, covered. Wow. <laughs> that's so rad. Yeah, that's I rad. know. I, that's, like, <laughs> secretly what I wanted to do. <laughs> but never had, like, the, like, gumption to go in that direction. Yeah. Dang. Dang. I mean, 
I figure, yeah. That's, that's so hard exciting. Work. Wow. <laughs> so cool. I, I love being an OZB. I like to see where the, the story takes us, right? Now we know why you're tatted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you want to backtrack before I came to Vegas, um, while I was in, I was growing up in Daly City. Mm-hmm. Um, this gets a little juicy, so Ooh. I'm glad that my mom doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I started uh, getting interested in boys, you know, I was growing up and whatnot, and then my parents hated that. Of course. So they sent me back to the Philippines to finish my high school, so I was there for four years. Dang! Oh, they didn't got no boys in the Philippines either? I graduated, and <laughs> you know what? I rebelled so much more while I was there. Yeah, <laughs> I, was there. I was like, you guys just, you know. Give me five boys. <laughs> the parental <laughs> eyes are not here. Yeah. Right? This has the adverse effect. Yeah. Everyone's game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did did you go back to Cavite? Uh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Went right back home. Yeah. Damn. My, my three older sisters and my older brother was still in the Philippines because they, um, they were already of age when our petition went through. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. weren't part of the petition. It was me and my uh, two older brothers only. So. Mm-hmm. But, so I still had family there. So right. they sent me back there to live with my sisters. Did you have a good time or not a good time when you went back? Great time. (laughs) Well, it depends on what you think is great. My parents wouldn't have thought it was great, but I had a good time. Hey, well, we are here to disappoint our parents. That's great, too. If you had a great time, you had a great time. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Wait, so then when when you went back to the Philippines, how long were you there before you, like, went back to the... America. My whole high school. I okay. had to graduate before they let me back here. <laughs> my yeah. parents were like, no, you're not coming back till you're graduated. Because they were like, you know, you're not going to graduate here in America. Mm. There's so many bad influences, blah, 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 blah. And then okay. I get there and I was like, oh, look, that's my crowd. Bad influence. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You can't take that away no matter where you send your right, children. Right, right. You know, like, Please. They're going to find their people. I love, I, I'm seeing a comparison to the way they kind of like, oh, this is a problem with Eileen, so let's send her away. And for you and your parenting styles, like, if there is a, you kind of squash potential issues because you're in close proximity to your kids. So, like, that's kind of a way I think you're rewriting mm-hmm. um, parenting in your genogram. Yee! It's like non-toxic parenting yeah. Yeah. styles yeah. are just like just non-toxic relationships and it's not like a you're like a like a fascist over your kids <laughs> like there's a like a little bit of like yes you're their parent and you're their guardian but you're not mm-hmm. like i tell you what to do when right you're not a dictator yes a parent you have yes. to nurture them not tell them what to do did they do this with your brothers or no, no. just yours <laughs> so there's that layer of sexism right yes uh, yes, yes definitely yes, yes. yeah yeah. Intersections. Hey. Um, next question, major question. Has anyone ever called you a bruja, Eileen? So, uh, speaking of my older sisters in the Philippines, mm. you know what? I, I hate to say it, but they they were like my biggest rivals growing up. Wow. They had a lot of resentment towards me because I was able to make it here to America, mm. and they weren't. Sounds so, <laughs> bruja, the word bruja was my nickname <gasps> for sure yeah okay. every little thing i did they criticized they judged and i was the brujas of the family you know? okay. <laughs> just embodied it. yeah yeah and i'm just like okay yeah <laughs> give like me this it. brand Ooh. Yeah. wow i didn't mind i didn't want to be like them so fair enough yeah. and you definitely are so. yeah 
But I think there's similarities with your story, huh, Nicole, in terms of... <laughs> I mean, there's be, for sure some... <laughs> being the bonesod and then being the ba- baddie, being um, the rebel. There's a little bit of that going on there, yeah. Like, just... Um, you know, I, my father raised me, and he, he didn't raise my sisters. So. <laughs> I, mean, I say raise loosely. Okay. Like, he was there. Thanks, when, Tito. <laughs> the, the bar's low. <laughs> When you say raise, I like spelt it out as like R A I S E first, and then the other one is R A Z E, and I was just like, like raise and also raise. <laughs> <laughs> no, like not even like no, yeah. no. Thank you for sharing that, and thanks for um, validating the existence of this podcast and the way we disappoint <laughs> <laughs> in this in this culture. You know, it's a mm-hmm. real thing. It's still relevant. Can I ask, like, what's your relation, or do you have a relationship with them now? With my uh, with sisters? your sisters, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. And um, it's hard since I haven't been there since you know I graduated high school. Um, there's still there was still a lot of things that there was no closure to. Um, mm-hmm. We never talked it out. It was a very dramatic um, event when I did come back here. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it was just some really huge drama family drama and it like mm-hmm. really tore like the whole family apart mm. so um i don't know i mean after a few years especially after i had children mm-hmm. they started to reach out to me through facebook and they were like oh you're doing such a good job with your kids and this and then i'm just like yeah thanks but yeah i'm good that's exciting you know, thank you mm-hmm. though but, <laughs> for <yeah>. sure <laughs> do you see like um like in maybe not in the near future but maybe in the distant future where like there might be like that closure or that um what's what's the word I'm looking for? Resolution. That resolution. Um is that yeah, is that like something that you're interested in having? I was at one point, mm-hmm. but so much else has happened since I felt that way that I don't know if I can ever like go back to that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they said what they had to say and it's right. been you know, it's been done. So I don't know. I'm not, I'll hear them out, but I don't think I can ever forgive them. Mm. That's That's fair. That's fair. Being, being civil is also a gift that we (laughs) give to people, (laughs) you know, at the, because the amount of, uh, emotional labor that we normalize in our culture Mm -hmm. when it really is detrimental to us and our physical and, and, you know, mindful selves. So I, I think, I think you, do your best, Eileen. <laughs> you, you did your best. Um, but, you know, it raises something that I think is similar in the way that I'm experiencing my Filipino-ness is that um, conflict resolution is not part of our culture. No. <laughs> no. Um, revenge, grudge, grudges, yeah. and avoidance, gos- and avoidance, avoidance is, sure. is our form of conflict resolution. And so we kind of sift through life like, you know just getting past it and i you know it's for safety reasons like you know mm-hmm. in order to create safety and maybe not all the things we learn in theory and in school uh, i'm not trying to speak for nicole that don't actually apply to our culture unfortunately <clears throat> i think there's definitely like um like some root things that like basic concepts that we can take from counseling mm-hmm. yeah. but it's like it's not always applicable to um cultures yeah. like it's like different cultures it's yeah just, that's just not the familial dynamics and i'm not mm. like 
I'm not trying to say that all Filipinos are like this or whatever. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, it's, but it's common enough yeah. that, um, <laughs> that like this, what is counseling made from like white men to service other white men and mm. their mental health issues mm-hmm. is not going to be something so easily transferable mm. to uh, like black and brown communities and yeah. immigrant communities and yeah i wonder if i wonder if i know that we might be going off on a tangent though um if we will get there like there is going to be like culturally relevant um the counseling mm-hmm. like counseling um strategies i think there are people doing that work right yeah right. like a decolonized type of mm-hmm. um therapy but you know because we live in institutions and folks have to get licensed and stuff like that, that maybe those more radical forms of um, therapy or like care work, mediation are not really, um, I guess they're not like looked at as legitimate, legitimate. which is racist. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, but I'm, I'm also uh, optimist or positive, you know, positive. Like, I think that, you know, if somebody was envisioned or tried to test it, you know, I think it's possible. I just think safety is a, a, is a hard word in our culture in terms of like, because family is a good core word, right? Like that's that's something Mm -hmm. that we, our culture prides itself on is we make everyone feel like family, but do we make our family feel like family? Like that's another uh, layer worth interrogating. And so um, I, I am, I think we're very like privileged to share like hard conversations, Eileen, beyond Mm -hmm. the art, you know, or probably also informs your art. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I just, I'm glad we could reach each other on a human level like this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so going back to going back to you, Eileen, about <laughs> um, you know being the the rebel, being like the um, the rebel, and being also the rebel. <laughs> um, what are ways in which you magically disappoint your parents? Oh my gosh! Or is that like something you even want to go into? <laughs> How long do you guys have tonight? <laughs> so we can we can we can turn this into a two part series, of a monthly regular. <laughs> it's become a thing, but um, no, everything. Mm. <laughs> I, okay, well, let's start with my career. You know, like my Oof. mom. Stand back, everybody. <laughs> the first time I told my parents that I wanted to be an artist, my mom literally said, you mean like painting houses? Wow. And I'm just like, no, there's people who like create these beautiful paintings mm-hmm. and artwork and stuff like that. And she's like, what, what is that? You know, like mm. there's no money in that. Be a doctor, be a nurse, For you know, sure. whatever. Of course. Um, Can I ask like what, what are their... Uh, aspirations or known their like careers yeah like what career oh. paths did your parents take or your siblings um if you can my dad to divulge my dad was an engineer okay. he went to college he had a degree he mm-hmm. went to saudi arabia for a few mm-hmm. years to work okay. there and whatnot um he passed away in 2010 um but you know that that was his career that was um the only thing he ever did mm-hmm. uh, uh, besides that he loved music and that's what he taught me uh, my mom, she has been a dressmaker all her life. Okay. Um, she dropped out of school um, at a young age, and that's all she did. She just she was a dressmaker wow. from then on. 
That's so interesting because they are artists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had that conversation That's with my so mom. That's so interesting. And I told her, you know what? You're making art. You're an artist. And she doesn't see it that way. She sees right. it as a business. She's like, no, this is my business. I make money off of it. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's all there is. I'm like, no, you're making these beautiful creations. Like, yeah, and there's not a lot of um, people who do that anymore at all. Yeah. yeah. It's a lost art form in a lot of ways. <clears throat> wow. Um, it's does, so... Like, that I feel is like very it's, interesting. It's interesting yeah. because it's they've buried that type of identity to somewhat protect you from it. Right. But really, you leaned into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you really did. It's like I found the one thing my mom didn't want me to be in. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> how Not does, on purpose. How does mom feel about uh, about this right now? She understands it a lot more now. Mm-hmm. I've taken to her to a lot of my events. Yeah, we love growth. Shown her, yeah, yeah, I've shown her the things that I've done, um, especially through Clark County. Uh, she understands that a lot more, that it's more legit because it's, you know, through government. Right. Besides just being you <laughs> yeah. know, a hobbyist artist or whatever she looks at it as. But um, she understands now. She's, like, really proud of the things that I do and accomplish. But I, I know she doesn't still fully understand, but it's getting yeah mm-hmm. yeah slowly this goes back to you know when we were talking about like will there ever be strategies and i think that showing up and showing out uh uh create the reimaginations for that generation right like we could we could exist in these spaces mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> i think it also gives our parents like an opportunity to engage in like some creativity and mm-hmm. and play mm-hmm. yeah. yeah because they were probably too busy trying to survive to not um like they didn't have childhoods really yeah they yeah they really didn't have childhood damn our parents don't know that they're traumatized (laughs) they don't want to they or they don't want to accept the thing i mean going back to like the the gossip and like avoidance and this like (laughs) it's just communication strategies and just like reflection strategies too that like we might not have as a culture and projection strategies it's like number one damn um wow uh you know we could go on and on forever but one closing question before we go into rex that i want to ask you eileen is what kind of advice can you give other filipino filipina filipina ex creatives in today's world um especially in las vegas if they want to um extra excuse me extra disappoint their parents Um, don't be afraid to disappoint your parents. They'll understand. They're your parents. No matter what you do, they're always going to be proud of you, especially Filipino parents. Like, they can be hard on you, but deep down inside, they're really proud of you. So if you want to be an artist, if you want to be a dancer, you know, do what you want to do. I mean, yeah. at the end, it's going to be you living it and not them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A beautiful way of saying, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, it's a good bahala. Yay! <laughs> All right, let's take the Rex. Eileen, give us your top three Rex that our listeners Ooh. should keep on the eye out for. Yes, I actually wrote them down so Ooh. I don't forget. <laughs> um, so the very the first one is a book that I'm reading right now. Um, I found it at a thrift store, and it's the best uh, 50 cent purchase I've ever made. <laughs> it's <thrifting>. called <laughs> Don't Let Jerks Get the Best of You oh, by wow. Dr. Paul Meyer. And you know what? He's been on point for every single thing that he said so far in that book. Okay. This is like how to deal with jerks and how to identify mm. jerks in your life. And 
um, apparently there's degrees of jerks. Like, <gasps> there's people who don't know they're jerks. Mm. There's people who don't intentionally want to be jerks, but they have jerky ways. And then there's people who just don't care and they're just plain jerks. Okay. (laughs) We love layers. (laughs) Very interesting book. Um, Number two is going to be a Filipina artist. Her name is Marisol, um, a.k.a. Blue Mangu. Um, Her work revolves around the empowerment of the feminine gaze. Uh, she's putting together a show right now for the International Women's Day Art Festival, and that's going to be at Starboard Tack on March 4th. Oh, Starboard Tack. Yeah. I love that place. <laughs> and it benefits the Wild West Access Fund of Nevada. Okay, Yay! some locals. Yeah. Yeah, local yogles. <laughs> and then for my third reg um, is another Filipina artist. Her name is Kayla Talastas. Um, she is a local artist. Uh, she is also a tattoo artist. She does tattoo. She's done a couple of mine. Wow. Uh, very sweet person. Um, she works at a tattoo shop that is ran and is mainly female tattoo artists. So That's it's, really cool. It's so awesome. Wow, 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 wow. I, I think I've seen their Instagram and it's all like hella cute yes, yes. stuff. Black Sacrament <laughs> Tattoo. Yes. Nice. What a great name. Yeah, yeah. And she is... Um, was also recently um, an artist for my uh, Zap Boxes. So, yeah, she has um, her box on Blue Diamond and, shoot, I can't remember. It's all right. It's on Blue Diamond. (laughs) Y'all should be out there looking at them Zap Boxes anyway. Yeah, for sure. We're finishing up uh, the whole Blue Diamond right now with boxes, so look out for them. Wow. Cute. A tour. Road trip. Okay. (laughs) Take our next photo ops out there. (laughs) We love to be in these streets. <laughs> Daniel, can we get your Rex? Yeah. Um, number one, take side roads. Um, mm-hmm. All of them um, highways are just packed and people are uh, jamming them up. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. Um, for like the, the Stephanie exit into like the, the 215. Yes. Um, one person almost slammed into me <gasps> because they didn't yield. And number two, the person in front of me. So this is within like a minute. Mm-mm. The f- person in front of me, all of a sudden I see just like this rectangular gray thing flying up into the air. <gasps> and, and like dumbass me like crouch inside my car. And I'm just like, <laughs> wait, I'm fine. But then the person in front of me, like I realized that their hood popped open. Oh. So like So I have no idea like how that happened. But like they pulled over and like I almost like rear ended them. But like I like I swerved. Um. I sort of the way, like, thankfully. <laughs> um, but then, like, I was just, like, kept going. I was like, I should have, like, stopped. But, I, like, I was, like, there was cars behind right. me. It was like, I couldn't stop. Wow. So I, I hope that they're okay. But please just be careful on the road. I'm glad you're you know. okay. I'm here. glad I'm okay, too. Um, I mean, like, I, that's why I don't drive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I completely understand. Confirmed. Um, take side roads. If you are going to drive, um, get, get out of, like, the major construction areas. Um, number two, have y'all... Played around with Notion. Love Notion. Listen, I'm trying. Oh. I'm really trying, and it's it's very difficult for me right now. <laughs> it's a lot, it's, but it's, it's fun. a lot. Yeah, I hear a lot of people like it. I yeah. I just use like templates. I don't even like worry about like how I'm going to set it yeah. up. I just use people's templates. There's a lot of them free online. Mm-hmm. I'm using a template right now that's a book tracker. Mm, so I'm like keeping track of like the books that I'm reading, the, my progress, and all that shit. I'm currently at six books. <gasps> nice. Wow! It's only February. B. It's only February. So if I go in that route, I'll definitely get like the fifty-two okay. soon. Book ood. Uh, book ood. <laughs> book book ood. 
Um, I'm also going to try like a daily journal thing. Cause, like, <gasps> we I love you writing. I've, I miss writing. I miss mm, like just so good. getting, getting my like shit out of like my head. Mm. So I think I'm going to start doing that again. Um, and then lastly, the 500 like page book that I want to recommend. Um, <laughs> if you have the time, it's, it's wild. It's called Babel. It's by RF Kuang. She's a Chinese author. Um, and uh, Babel is an alternative historical fiction of the Oxford University. Um, in this in this book, um, Babel has become like a translation like center oh. during the um, the height of like the British Empire. Mm. Um, and like the the a lot of like the a lot of the students in Oxford were taken from like mm. the colonies and also like from like countries that like British has power over. And the main character is this Chinese um, Chinese student. Um, he picked his own name from Gulliver's Travels, I believe. So his name is Robin Swift. Um, and he tore that like that tower of Babel apart. Um, mm. And it was all about like how translation is like a colonial power, but Shit. then they turned it over, like um, Robin and his like other friends turned it over, where like translation now has become like the power of the of the colonized. Oh, shit. Wow, that's yeah. deep. It's so good. Thanks for, thanks for the uh, shorthand version of this 500. <laughs> yeah. It is so good. Where's the graphic novel? Oh, um. <laughs> Start a book club. <laughs> I, it's, I, there's a lot of like traction like online. Um, and I've been like looking to see if like if it's going to turn into like a, a show or like a movie or like a graphic novel or any, any like ver- like other version other than like the 500 page book. But all I can find is that there might be a sequel. Ooh. Wow. I super fun. Um there were some like um there fan art probably. A lot of fan art yeah. and just like Ooh, hints of that. hints of the Filipino language in there too. Oh, sure. okay. So I was just like, oh, I see myself right there. Yes. Representation matters. Yes. But yes, if you're interested, Babel by RF Kuang, uh, uh spelled K-U-A-N-G. Thank you. Cool. Nicole. All right, y'all. Turned into that person. <laughs> I'm into rock climbing now. You got a strong core. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Subaru. <laughs> I'm gonna get dreadlocks. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I didn't think that I would like it, but that's silly because I love hiking. Yeah, and I love um climbing shit. Um, next level out here. So, um, we're out at the pad in Henderson. Um. So we have a, a good friend's um, husband that works out there. And so I felt really safe going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I saw a lot of people with like different types of bodies and abilities, like climbing and shit. And everyone is really nice and um, really supportive of each other. Like mm-hmm. strangers saying, you can do this. Like it's like a jungle gym for adults, yes. I would say. <laughs> so I'm having a lot of fun there. Um and I, I think my nephew is probably pretty excited about it because he's been rock climbing forever. Is this Ria's now? brother? Yeah. Okay. So Ray's been rock climbing forever, and he's probably like, finally. <laughs> and he's it. Um, so yeah, I'm. That's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if y'all have been to the office of collecting and design. <gasps> been. It's so great. What is it? Ooh, a shot. So it's this. <laughs> it's in the commercial center off of Sahara, but I. 
like over by like where Jollibee used to be. No, mm-hmm. um, so Sahara and like Maryland. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, the commercial center there. Um, I love what's the what's New, the Thai New restaurant? Orleans Square. There's Kamal. Yeah, yeah. where Kamal okay. is. Um, so this. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to describe where the sci-fi it. center is. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Only us nerds know. <laughs> <laughs> books would be. Okay. Yeah, where that, where that one is. Okay. It's in the same plaza. Okay. Or, okay. or like the um, the men's baths, I think, <laughs> are in there. The green door's oh, there. Yes. Oh, yeah, the green door. Okay, so like those kinky places. <laughs> <laughs> is this a kinky place? No. It's only kinky if you want it to be if, kinky. Yeah. If your kink. If, if you're yeah. into collecting and design. If, yeah, <laughs> if, if collecting miniatures is your kink, then this is your spot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. So, so they have like a very cool curated building with just little things. And they really encourage you to get in there. Oh wait, this is what like where yeah, where you about, and yeah. um, your friend went. Yeah, okay, got it. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Um, so I think Wednesdays are free for the public, but you can also um, schedule an appointment. Um, and then for the for fifty dollars, they'll um, help you like curate a photo and do uh, what's called. Like a Polaroid? overlay, yeah, an overlay. I think that's what that's called. Where you take a, they'll take a digital photo for you, mm-hmm. and then you have this memento of little things. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cute. The really okay. cool yeah. thing with that is that uh, they had, um, they posted all those photos, and you can see how people one see things or how they arrange them. It's, some are very organized. It's some very are cluttered. It's yeah. very hmm. like it has a personality of its own. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's got a miniature museum practically. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have a, this thing called the reading room, which looks like a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> I love Wes Anderson movies. You would take the cutest photos in there. It was very reminiscent of um, the Pally Hotel, if you've ever been to one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obnoxious, but it's very cute. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my second recommendation. And then my third recommendation is some Dungeons and Dragons, y'all. <laughs> I started my first campaign with some friends i'm having a lot of fun can you tell me what your character is yeah i'm i'm a tiefling <gasps> you would be a tiefling. Uh, i was just thinking you would be <laughs> i'm a little tiefling with some fucking horns <laughs> wait please explain what's a tiefling it's like well, a it's baby like, dragon it's oh, like still a, here. <laughs> yeah where's i don't even know how to, it's kind of like a like a devil born. we're gonna like butcher what a tiefling is yeah. and D <laughs> will come for us. basically kind of like kind of like a devil okay but like Oh, Isn't I'm, it half human? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, so like, you, you have like, oh, so shit. Like, yeah. And if Monteith, our, D, our DM Yay. is listening, he's probably like, this is why. <laughs> Y'all gotta pay me. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a, a devilish little person. Um, and then I have like a, like I could sense dark powers or good powers, but I'm also kind of a religious nut. Ooh, this is so cool. That was rude. Not nut. Fanatic. Okay. So either I can really be like I could really like vouch for you if we have the same politics. Ooh, help! Okay. But that can okay. also fuck me up because then it, like, which is very true to life because like, oh, you're radical, but then maybe you do some fucked up shit, and I'm like, fuck, I should not have backed you up. Can I ask what Heather is? Heather's a dwarf. Aww. My wife is a dwarf. She's really tall, so it's like extra yes. <laughs> yes so we had our our second session of our first or i guess campaign. how frequently will you, you all meet we meet like once a month that's nice that's manageable yeah 
Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Like, just that creative play. How long does it go for? Oh, gosh. We're there for, like, four hours. Fair four enough. to five hours. That's that's a good time. But, um, it's really fun. And I'm kind of sad. I don't know what happened to Islands and Aswangs. They're uh, that D&D campaign. I th- yeah, I think it might be, like, dunzo. But yeah, I don't know like... if the Kickstarter ever got finished. Ooh. Is the thing. We love integrity, but we don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Um, My top three recs. um, Number one, in the same, we keep talking about the same commercial center square. Um, (laughs) Paso Bocas, which is a Colombian bakery, really good coffee shop and pastries. Um, We love a coffee shop with elbow room, so check it out. They're open till five or six daily. Um, They have this churro that has like... Um, caramel in it, it's so good, mm-hmm. um, and it's in this. It's it's rolled in kind of like a donut. It's just really good, mm-hmm. um, and they also have oat milk for those who, <laughs> for all of us who are lactose oh, yeah. intolerant. In case you can't drink uh, their their real milk. Um, number two, Stretch Marks is now carried at Avon Pop Books, which is at also the uh, commercial center. Yeah. So you can have the time of your life at the Office of Collecting, Avon Pop, right? Um, and, and get some coffee. Yeah. And, and caramel churros. maybe the green door. And the green door for <laughs> nightly festivities. Or day, daytime festivities. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, it's also carried at Writer's Block as well. So thank you to Ooh. the local bookstores' uh, support. Um, and then... I love me some chicken karagi, so it was fun to see <laughs> that they do these bento-style plates at Crazy Bao with a K-R-A-Z-Y. Um, they're just trying to bring more casual Japanese food to the Henderson area, and I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's really good. It tastes like karagi chicken from Guam, and that's a high praise, friends. Um, <laughs> would we like to share any last words with Eileen as we close out today's episode? I think we gotta have Eileen back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On yeah, any new projects you. or shenanigans you want to share, you're always welcome here. Yeah. Okay. In this oh, space. And also, where can we like? Uh, I asked about like the plastic bags earlier. Oh right. Yeah. Where can we? Where can we? Where can we support you? Okay. Yes. So my next event is actually tomorrow where? at Ferguson's downtown. It's going to be for the Haymaker Market, okay. and um, I'm doing three workshops uh, throughout the day. It starts at eleven and at four o'clock. And yeah, you can drop by and donate your plastic bags, and then I can teach you how to turn it into yarn. That's so cool! Wow. I might um, have to like rearrange my schedule tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you said eleven to four. Eleven to four. Awesome. We love local things. Well, Eileen, from one artist to another, um, I'm glad we shake shit up together. Yes, for Um, sure. Finally. For the youths and for sometimes the parents to see. But I'm really, I'm grateful we've had a kind of long journey together and that we are um, in a space to to do um, really historical shit that won't make sense to anybody until a few years from now, but... Worth it. Worth it. Definitely. I can't wait to see the both of y'all at the next ACDC. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And so uh, we'll close out this episode. Um, So thank you so much, Eileen. This is um, Jean. This is Nicole. This is Daniel. And Eileen. And this is the Panay podcast to magically disappoint your parents by being an artist instead of a nurse. (laughs) 